Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Download episodes of previous shows. Welcome. It is the Riot Podcast. Hello. Welcome to Thursday. How's it going? Good, thank you. Great. <laughs> I'm going to play the part of the podcast listeners. Uh-huh. Good, Hudson. Thank you so much. How's your day going? Oh, it's wonderful. You know, an early start. Yeah, okay. But somehow, somehow we're managing here. So I'm going to put a voice to all of the listeners. Okay, yeah. What else do the listeners want to know? Well, they just want to make sure you're having a good day. Uh-huh. And wait, what's that? Uh, Isaiah, uh, is Jim doing good? Barely. Okay, good. That's what <laughs> they want to know. <laughs> That's about where we're at now. <laughs> well, you guys are welcome to text anytime, which then puts a voice to your thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. you can text anytime at 877-2-RADIO-U uh, and just say, hey, it's for the Riot Podcast. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So today during the show, we opened it up by talking about how Hudson watched Gremlins for the first time. Yeah, have you seen Gremlins? I saw Gremlins years ago. Did you? And it was scary. Like really? it was like oh, young yeah. enough. Like where when I think you were younger. I went. It was. I remember exactly when it was. It was actually at my roommate Andrew's birthday party. We were in fifth grade. He also got a dog on that birthday. Wow! Really fun fact. Big big year. Well, big he should have been called Gremlin. Or yeah. Something. yeah. <laughs> Gizmo. Yeah. And so, and I remember watching it there at the birthday party. And it was deathly terrifying Aww. at that time. I was in fifth grade. It was a scary movie at okay, that time. Okay, so let me ask when you guys were younger, because sometimes for the girls' slumber party, every so often someone from a slumber party, like if you watched a really scary movie, then someone would be sick later Go home? That uh, night. Cody. Yeah. Every time. Cody never spent the night. He was and going, so, he went home every time. I didn't know if like, you know, guys and you guys did that too when you were in slumber parties when you were younger. Yes. Uh, it never happened to me, but yeah, there was definitely. I was like, well, it couldn't be me. No, it wasn't me. Uh, never. I, I had to go home for other reasons. I did yeah. because we watched such a scary movie, and it was just in, we were all in some weird basement, and uh, I was just like, oh, yeah. I remember trying to fall asleep, and in my, my little mind, I was like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. It, did, it did make <laughs> it worse. For some now. reason, the, the sleeping arrangements at a slumber party yeah. are always just the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah I'm like, so. can we sleep upstairs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can we have a nightlight? Yeah. Please. Please, Why are please. All the lights At least the window, it's maybe. So it's so dark. It's so dark down here. But yeah, so Gremlins, that was a scary experience. Also, for a while, the uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, still. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, like the Boogeyman. It was it is scary. Kind of creepy. It, was, it, was, it wasn't like it wasn't scary, but it was like just creepy enough yeah. to where it made me just like a little bit nervous. Aww. Have we ever done? Uh, Let's talk. Let's save this for the show tomorrow, even though uh, it's not very seasonally appropriate. But movies that really scared you when you were a kid Ooh. that you shouldn't have been scared. Like now you're an adult, you're like, why was I scared of that? Yeah, the Nightmare Before Christmas. The first time I watched that, that was that was a scary experience. That was three months ago. I've, I've got a few for that <laughs> list because I, uh, oh, I we was... weren't kidding when we said Isaiah's young. Yeah, <laughs> that was last year. Um, He's scary straight times. out of sixth grade. But now, oh my gosh, I can't even believe I was nervous. Uh, we also talked about some of the most popular pet names of 2021. 
None of ours made the list. No, Aww. they did not. What are your uh, mochi wasn't on the list, well, Nikki? Uh, yeah. well, we were. I guess we we're just. Ta- it is dogs and cats. Yeah. yeah, I have cinnamon and sugar. Uh-huh. Who are sisters? So that's why the name kind of works together. Mm. And then Rolo, uh, my little soft coated wheat and terrier, little bundle of nerves, a <laughs> little anxious little doggy. I, I love you, but I hate you at the same time. But love you more. And then Mochi, I have a ragdoll Himalayan, mm. and so, that's yeah. my little fluffy cat. None of those made. Made the list. Mm-mm. Jim a, didn't either. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> no Jim and no Zafira, which uh, I have actually have a funny, I should have mentioned this on the air, but we had talked for a while. Uh, my dad was talking to somebody he works with and, mm-hmm. you know, telling before we came to visit for Thanksgiving, said, yeah, we're bringing the dog and whatever. And the woman asked, uh, so what's the dog's name? Zafira. And uh, so I don't know. They were talking about Zafira and uh, they were also talking about like the rest of my family and mm-hmm. the other people's names. And uh, so the woman looks, you know what? Can we stop this and start over? This is a horrible story. It's a horrible story that I don't remember completely. What? She no, looked up what Zafira meant. No. She looked, the woman looked up what Zafira meant, and she got Zafira confused with my mother-in-law. But Zafira uh, apparently is actually a name for somebody. It's like an Indian princess or something. Okay. That's not where we got the name whatsoever. What? A horrible story. Where did you get the name from? Fine. Uh, Breaking Bad. Ah, in okay. Breaking Bad, the world. You thought uh, it was gonna be something deeper, didn't you? I thought it was gonna be like a Disney character. Uh, I thought it was gonna no, be. Oh no, we're we're much more creative, and uh, I don't know. We that that would be too nice for us. Yeah. Uh, in Breaking Bad, you're gonna make me tell another long uh, story. No, that's I just want to know. I just, just all you have to say is Breaking Bad. You don't you have to tell me. You could just answer with Breaking yeah, Bad. Breaking Bad. Bad. I'm like, okay, right. cool. Yeah, yeah. Breaking Bad. I right, got Jim Bad. just because I wanted to name my dog Jim. Yeah. Aww. It just fit him. Like he's just a Jim. There's no long is. story. Or, no. It, well, listen you know. to the podcast and see like when the story comes up if your pet makes it in there. If it did, you're uh, very and original. And if not. T- we heard that. <laughs> I whispered it. I whispered it. You're muttering over there. Uh, but definitely, again, text us if you have a more creative pet name, because we need to make our own list. Yeah, we we are much more interested in the unique ones than Max mm-hmm. yeah. and Lucy. No offense to Max's. They're and fine, Lucy. too. Offense. And Lucy's. Yeah. Heavy offense. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to the podcast Thank today. you for putting up with this podcast intro. We've given you my, enough of Hudson's stories. great. <laughs> my stories actually do have a point in most of the podcast. Every now and then. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. We hope everybody has a wonderful day. We'll Bye. catch you next time. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. The Riot. Radio U. Welcome to Thursday in what seems to be the longest, the longest week, week ever. ever, isn't it? Yay! This is a bad one, and uh, <laughs> and then just you wait until new the first week of New Year's comes around. Oh, for January? That's going to kill everyone. Yeah, I mean, it is, but everybody then, you're focused on like being a better you, yeah. and you know, you have a lot of stuff to distract you. I yeah. feel like this is just a really long week. This is, it's a tough one, even with all the Christmas stuff coming into play, which, speaking of which, you know what I did last night? What'd you do? I officially kicked off Christmas movie season at my house. You watched something? I did. Uh, the caveat you don't have is, to say if no, you're I'll embarrassed. Tell. I, uh, so I've already, I've watched Nightmare Before Christmas, but that's for Halloween. That doesn't count, even though it's kind of Christmas. It's got Christmas in the name. Well, that one works for that both. That was a while. I watched uh, part of, I've never seen White Christmas or whatever it is. <gasps> I watched part of that uh, for Except Thanksgiving. Except the bongo beatnik thing at the I, end. I don't know. <laughs> I watched whatever I watched, and uh, 
it didn't strike me as very Christmas. You got to get to the end. Or very, well, I saw that part. <laughs> and so then I was going to say it didn't strike me as very good either. So. Hey. All right. Well, what did you watch last what night? I watched last night. <laughs> Was Gremlins. I've That's, never seen Gremlins. Come on. I know people put that. And what's the other one? Um, the Die Hard one is like a Christmas movie. What? Gremlins was a, was, I mean, I'm as, I'm as apt as anybody to say things aren't Christmas movies when they aren't. I, I think I'm a pretty f- fair judge of that. Yeah. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Okay. I'll take your word on it. I it's, don't think I've ever seen it. The Gremlin is a Christmas present. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know You've that. You've never seen Gremlins? I it's probably, on HBO Max. I probably have seen maybe a snippet, uh-huh. <laughs> but I don't think I've sat down and watched the whole movie. Uh, you might like it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was going to say... I enjoyed it. Character Uh, at first. At first, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I'm not going to spoil anything else. It's only 30 years old, but I'm not going to go any. Actually, it's 40 years old. I'm not going to (laughs) delve any further, deeper into spoiler territory. But what I will say is, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. However, I think as with almost any movie that's 40 years old. Man, they could have cut about 20 minutes. And it's not even that long. It's just <laughs> like, can we uh, speed up the ending sequence here? Maybe when that came out, uh, it was like a treat to watch, you know, a yeah. movie like that. And right. so you wanted it to be longer. Yeah, man. Now we have a, be. we're overwhelmed by stuff. So uh-huh. that's why now we're like, man, it could be shorter. Yep. Our attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, I can recommend Kremlins to most, mostly anybody. Well, good, good choice then, I yeah, guess, for right. your Christmas movie you gotta, yesterday. Sometimes you got to branch out. You got to watch something new. This is why and you got to make use of your HBO Max subscription. I, now that's true. This <laughs> is why streaming's tough because you know you're like, oh, what did you watch? Uh, what you know, new hotness? Not yeah. anymore. Now you're like, I watched some old forty year old movie. It was. Uh, it 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 felt wrong <laughs> to choose Gremlins <laughs> when Hawkeye was just there, readily available, and. The riot promise is that they'll always have an opinion on everything they talk about. But that doesn't mean any of their opinions will make sense. This is The Riot on Radio U. You know, one of the joys children get to experience around the holidays is building a gingerbread house. Hey, it's not just children. I do one every year. You do? I do, and then I set it out, and then I play this game where I see what's missing every day from my dogs, <laughs> taking little parts oh, of it yeah. throughout the Christmas season. It's a tradition. Wow, that's uh, they have a lot of restraint if they just go for a couple pieces at a time. They're smart. They know. So, like, one day, one of the gingerbread people will be gone. <laughs> and then the next day, you're like, where's the tree at? And then the next day, you're like, where's the side of the house? <laughs> so, what? it's fun. I- I was going to say this uh, This could be a nice little project for your child in your life, but it's, it sounds like a nice project for you and your dogs, Nikki. It is. Absolutely. It is the new Miller, as in the beer, Miller High Life, the gingerbread dive bar kit. It's actually quite funny. It is kind of, uh, it's strangely cute, but it is, uh, it is a gingerbread kit where you cannot build a gingerbread house, but you could actually build a gingerbread dive bar. They call it... Uh, they call it Fred's, Fred's Bar, mm. and you get to uh, recreate everything about, you know, uh, 
your favorite part of the holidays, going to a dive bar and getting wasted. Which is nice that... Miller. So, <laughs> not. But what is nice is that it's already sticky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, if exactly. you've ever been to a place... We had one place where uh, some of our bands would perform. Uh-huh. And I tell you what, man, you would go there and it was a bar outside of a concert venue. Yeah. And you, <laughs> at the end of the night, you could barely leave because your feet were sticking yep. to the floor. Uh-huh. And you uh, you seems, could leave, but your shoes couldn't. Your shoes could not. <laughs> So this one has a similar look to it. Yeah, they say that, uh, <laughs> let's see, it's got gingerbread walls infused with Miller High Life, uh, pretzel cue sticks for, of course, the edible pool table. It's got a tiny jukebox, uh, Miller High Life wall art, uh, neons made of sugar. I appreciate that. And then, of course, uh, the Vermont maple syrup packets oh. so that you can make the floor sticky just like that's you were mentioning it. it's that's got it. got it all it's really recreating the experience without you even having to set foot outside <laughs> but an actual place yeah so the uh kid they say is 50 dollars. Mm-hmm. but when i go to the website it says coming soon ah. so it looks like you have to sign up but you could totally get like a gingerbread kit and i think you could Make it work. Yeah. You just, just take one of the walls off, add some sticky stuff, and you're fine. Get some Miller High Life, infuse <laughs> it into the gingerbreads. Just put it all there. It doesn't mean you have a problem. I like the uh, the stools, like the bar stools. Uh-huh. They're um, peppermints. Yeah. That, and candy canes. Actually, that'd be fun if there was a bar like that. <laughs> that'd be the, the, the most fun bar in town. You're like, hey, Hudson, could you stop uh, licking your, uh, your seat, please? <laughs> the bar stool. <laughs> And we'd have to tell you that many times. And I wish, I wish that was, uh, I wish that was a real thing. Oh, you wish that was a real life? Yeah, yeah. Somebody Gum can capitalize walls, on that. All the traditional sort of gingerbread house stuff. Maybe if you go to the North Pole. The Riot Podcast Radio View. Well, if if you were to stay at any movie uh, movie house or TV show house, what would it be? I think we all we all know the answer, right? Uh, let's see. Around this time, it'd be the Home Alone house. Of course, it would be <laughs> absolutely. And I think that's uh, that's a fairly standard answer. Well, now you can because it's a nice house. <laughs> it is a nice house. <laughs> Sometimes in movie houses, it's um like you're just looking at at the outside part of it. Yeah, but it maybe isn't the nicest, or it's a little older. Yep. <laughs> but this one's cool. This one is. It's located in a town in Illinois that I don't know that I could pronounce correctly, but it starts with a W. It's in Illinois, and it is now actually going to be up for a one night stay. On Airbnb. Because it was purchased maybe, I don't know, I feel sometime in the last couple of years someone bought it. It was on sale. It was. Not on sale. For sale. <laughs> I think <laughs> I lost it, but I think it actually says on here that it was 2012. It was. When it was purchased. Wow. Uh, and since then. For uh, $1.58 million. Yeah, not a bad deal. Uh, and since then it's been updated. So if you're going and expecting the inside of the house to be looking exactly like it did in the movie, you're going to be uh, disappointed because it's it's been updated and it looks, you know, it's still the same house, but it's more modern looking, a little brighter, which I find a little disappointing. I like the look of the old Home Alone house. But I think 
does someone live there all the time? It's not like it's always an Airbnb as the home alone house. Well, so when, maybe they just for uh, for one point five million dollars or whatever. You better get nice. some. Yeah, you better live in it sometime. <laughs> That's true, but I just mean like it's going to have a. Uh, it's still someone's house. Yeah, so it's not going to look totally like it. So you have to sh- share it with somebody. You yes. won't be home alone. Well, I'm sure they've moved out while they're doing <laughs> just this. for the one night. So if you want to hang out, uh, the booking will open up on December seventh. And it'll be at 1 p.m. Central Time for your chance for the one-night-only stay. So mark that down. Mm-hmm. And, and the then, stay is December 12th. So keep that day open. And you get the Lego, all oh, the Lego Home Alone set. I forgot about that. <laughs> I wanted to get that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let's see, you can <laughs> you can watch Home Sweet Home Alone on yeah. Disney+. Plus. Well, now nobody that's wants. a perk. Yeah. No, everybody's. <laughs> enthusiasm just died down a little bit. <laughs> and Airbnb is going to make a one-time donation to Children's Hospital in Chicago in honor of the Home Alone event. Nice. Yeah, it looks like uh it looks like a lot of fun. I wonder if like what are the protections they have in place to make sure you don't get robbed by the wet bandits. Uh yeah. actually that'd be awesome if they staged some sort of like production yeah. play and you didn't know it. They- <laughs> <laughs> Someone's breaking in. You're like, "No, no, it's just a it's a performance yeah, piece." Yeah, but it is worth noting that it's it, the house is all set up as if it's ready for a nice evening, not mm-hmm. for you to defend it from Al Pacino and uh no, not Al Pacino. What's his name? The other Oh, Joe uh, Pesci. Joe, Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci. Yeah, yeah. And right. And the other guy. Yeah, the other guy. I say every time I hear about the Home Alone house, I always think, boy, to live next door to the Home Alone right. house <laughs> must be great this time oh, of year. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> but you'd have to you'd have to decorate. You have uh, to do something to make your house stand out too. It must never end having people going past it. Yeah, for sure. Everything you love about the riot plus a handy dandy fast forward option. This is the worst of the riot podcast. So this year, uh, clocking in at number one, this is according to Rover. Mm -hmm. They keep track of this kind of thing. Number one for female dogs is Bella. Bella. Number two, Luna. Three, Lucy. Four, Daisy. Five, Zoe. I feel that is, uh, those are fairly standard. Like that's, those are probably the top five every year. (laughs) I don't know why. And all those names are uh, like, uh, I guess I can give you credit in a way, Isaiah. You named your dog Jim. Yes, I did. A very human name, some would say. Mm. All of the the names on the female dogs, they're all very human names. Well, that just all might things be. you would expect. Which is uh, how it should be. A per- <laughs> that's how it should be. Apparently, uh-huh, that's not how it is. You Nikki's like, real, I'm not so sure. You can get real creative with your dog's yeah. name, and you can't name other humans that. Oh, so. sure you can. <laughs> I think that's that's what we need to learn is that we can be more creative with humans and dogs. And then you you meet need someone to branch out more who has a creative name, and you're like, what happened? <laughs> what was what going are your parents on? doing to you? Yeah, what were they, they thinking? That? But when it's for a dog, it's like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, it, it is cute. Uh, yeah, I think it's cute when you if if you give a baby a cute name, mm-hmm. and then when they became an adult, that's when it became an weird. issue. If you name yeah. your human baby Cinnamon. It, it, it goes either way, because like, if you name like your kid like Frank, then like as a baby, like, this is baby Frank, or like, this is baby Jim, and everyone's like, ah, oh, well, that's kind of weird. But then once they're like 30, they're like, yeah. Frank. That, Jim, Jim, that's yeah. a man right there. It's Professional, Frank. I like it. Uh, see, this is, we knew when we named him, he would grow up to be a man. He would grow up to be a Frank. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Then on the uh, male dog list, Max is number one, Charlie number two, mm. Cooper three, Buddy four, 
Milo five. Oh, also, number six is bear. I've always bear? wanted to call Oh yeah, a pet bear's that. a good one. Yeah, especially if you have a fuzzy dog. A big, a big giant one, or like a little, little tiny one. That'd yeah, be cute too. that's Named cute. There's your top five of each. Let's see. They have some other statistics too. Uh, like they saw that some names were trending. Uh, like Wanda increased in popularity because of WandaVision. Uh, mm, yeah. Apparently, in the show Bridgerton on Netflix, there's somebody named Daphne. That one's so that the be- trending. That Are they sure it's because of that? Yes, I think it's so. It's not because well, of Scooby Doo. No, that's what I'm thinking. So. You know, maybe you already. There's lots of people. They had Scooby Doo already. Then they got Fred. <laughs> then they got Velma. And then they had to add Daphne in. I they got all the dogs. I don't think for Scooby-Doo Bridgerton character. and Scooby Doo. I don't think the two connect. So yeah. I, I don't think so. Uh, what else? Uh, oh. Bitcoin. So like yeah. cryptocurrency <laughs> stuff. Uh, let's see. Dogs named see, after Elon and Jeff. There's yeah. even names that are too weird for dogs. You should not <laughs> name your dogs after Bitcoin. Up 131% on the rise were pet names for Siri, uh, so you can call your dog that. That'd be confusing. It would be, especially if you say Siri a lot. Yeah, that would be tough for your dog and your phone. They would get, you know, mixed up. I, I don't know. I was talking about this last night with my, my roommate. I was like, I don't even think, like, Jim, like, knows his name, but, like, he doesn't know his name at the same time. Like, I could be like, Frank, and he would be like, what's up? It's and, the like, tone. It's the yeah, tone. It's it's however it's you say tone. it, that's just the look at you no matter what. Actually, well, Jim doesn't really look anyway, so, yeah. but when he does, it, it doesn't matter no, what I say. it's true, because... Uh, I think you need to know that Jim is special. He is. <laughs> so, many other dogs know their name. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he's not so sure about it. Like, that, when I t- tell people about it, like, what well, does your dog, like, poop? in the house and like barely know his name they're like well no i'm like well then they can't even stand next to jim <laughs> not even close you he don't even hold a candle down yeah, he's not even one close. of a kind which is definitely a compliment <laughs> <laughs> well cinnamon and sugar and rollo i love you good morning those are my doggies <laughs> zafira did not come in on the list Aww. her name is very unique my mm-hmm. dog so. i love that name yeah out of the top 10 but maybe maybe uh you know now that i've been promoted to the morning show and uh, we talk about Zafira. It'll be trending mm-hmm. in 2022, you I think? I feel like you need to slide it into the show every morning. Like, you need to work harder yeah. if yeah. you want that to be a trending name. We talk about Jim all the time, so. <laughs> and Jim people have no be. idea. They're like, is his uncle named Jim? Like, are we talking about his dad? Like, who are we talking about? Jason, his uncle Why down the road? Why does his dad not his know slippers? his name? <laughs> the Worst Podcast with the best listeners. This is the Worst of the Riot Podcast. Did you see this video going around yesterday, Nikki? The uh, high school basketball game, it took place in Iowa. And so, you know, uh, in high school sports and sometimes in professional too, like in the NHL playoffs, at the end of the game, you'll go through, the whole teams will go past each other, shake hands with everybody. Like actually in a line and organized fashion. Shake hands or I usually like a high five. Right. (laughs) Middle five, low five. (laughs) I don't know if it's still, if if everybody still does it the same way when I was a kid, uh, especially playing Little League. Everybody go, good game, good game, good game, good game, good game. Yeah, Yeah, that was the way you did it. So uh, that's what's going on here. But uh, the very sportsmanlike gesture took a very unsportsmanlike turn when about the sixth kid threw uh, just cold cocks a player. Oh, he does? Yeah, it's so out of nowhere. You have, I watched it, I don't know how many times because this is a short video. And, uh, it took me about 10 until I was actually mentally prepared for it, just for that, for where that kid just, he lands a punch right in the stomach yeah. of this one guy and then comes back and smacks him in the face too. So he gets two 
two good uh, punches in there. And then that starts everybody and, fighting. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I think calmer heads prevailed and they all uh, rushed to kind of pull the one, the puncher mm-hmm. off of the other kid who the I'm unsuspecting. I'm watching the video. Oh, look at that. Oh, no. oh man, he really he gets just good. wills him. Yeah. Oh, they must have been fighting during the game. Yeah, right? Like, he was he was waiting for that moment. Oh, look, your parents are going to be proud when you get home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very it's, proud. You're the one out of everybody in line who who got mad. Hey, what what better time, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's a sucker punch. Listen, so it's not exactly. Uh, well, is it when it's two? <laughs> you know, I feel yeah, like he took it next level because again, he punched me once. He punched him in his stomach, and then he goes and just wails and yeah. just hits his face. The so. second the the way he was able to land the second punch mm-hmm. right in the face as the guy is uh, he goes for a third punch too, but yeah. he misses. But as the guy is as the punch punch e. As he is like crumpling to the ground after he gets punched in the stomach, and the other kid is able to land the punch to the face as well. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty impressive, which makes you think it's not the first time he's had an incident <laughs> like this, you know? So the police are investigating. They say the guy who got hit a couple of times mm-hmm. in the uh, good game line yeah. after the basketball game wasn't really injured. It's not like uh, in the entertainment world when you see fighting and yeah. doing damage. A lot of times, if you ever have been in a fight, like a real one, mm-hmm. uh, and you're young, maybe or inexperienced uh you're landing a blow but it's you don't have a lot of strength behind yeah. it so they yeah. say the other guy's fine yeah he'll he'll bounce back he's, oh, yeah, a he's good high school athlete he'll be fine but man it's a great video uh you feel for the kid who got punched and you have to wonder in a way it might ruin it but you just have to wonder about all the backstory of Oh, like there's they, a backstory. They played an entire game of basketball. Mm-hmm. Of, there had to be some kind of back and well, forth. I'll tell you the backstory. It was 72 to 47. Yeah. So that's, that that's where the backstory's coming from. That's it's a start, a bit, right? It seems like it was a bit difficult of a game for that team. Things were testy, but I mean, in a way, the kid showed restraint. He didn't hurt his team the entire game long. He waited until afterwards. <laughs> he waited until the game He was game trying to line. give him a chance to win. He's like, I got to punch this Aww, guy. I hate him. Found- but can't do it. Hurt the team. Yeah. Wait till this wait till the uh receiving line. Good point on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's, that's, a, he's a team player. That's exactly what his coaches are going to tell him. <laughs> Why pay for so many streaming services that you don't really care about? When you can not really care about the riot for free. Radio U. Warning. Your deodorant might be causing you cancer. Oh, is it a uh, serious? A serious yes, concern. Very, All right, very serious. It's cancer, uh, but it is. It's okay. Fine. It's unlikely that uh, anything will actually happen. But they say it's a cancer-causing chemical. In recalling it. a bunch of uh, deodorant body spray. Yeah. So if you have any of the aerosol kind, uh, because it's got a chemical called benzene in it. Uh, that was found in a in a batch of a bunch of these uh, old, mostly Old Spice and Secret deodorant sprays, and so they've recalled all of them. But it's only the body spray ones, right? So it's not like if you have a deodorant stick. Yeah. So they are saying that that the benzene it potentially can cause leukemia, and so that's why you don't want to be exposed to it. It's a very small amount, of course. Yeah, but you're putting it on every day. Yeah, or you should be, or breathing it in, or breathing it's it the in, air, and. It couldn't just cause you cancer. It could cause everybody cancer because they're smelling you. You're right. Especially if you smell good and they're so, taking deep breaths. They're like, hmm. So are they recalling it like they don't make it anymore? or uh, No, because they say it's just these batches of it. Mm. I don't know how it got it. Why do they just have the leukemia chemical hanging around at the plant? I don't know. 
what the explanation for that, but they are recalling basically anything, uh, any old spice or secret that is a aerosol can style. Mm-hmm. They are recalling those temporarily, and I mean, they. I, I actually know somebody who uh, uses the secret and said they're just going to take their chances. <laughs> it's too much, too much hassle. To what? Throw the can away? Yeah, and go get a new one. <laughs> okay, you're just rolling the dice. Yeah. <laughs> I used uh, a few years ago when like the natural deodorants became really popular. Uh-uh. I remember I switched to one. I was like, okay, because they say normal deodorant is not the best for you. And I put on the natural deodorant, mm-hmm. and it was so rough, and it was so yeah. painful. And I got a huge allergic reaction uh, from the deodorant. Yep. And if you've ever had any sort of rash under your, like, in your armpit area, it's not good. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. so painful. That is a tough place it right is. there. So you want to treat your underarms uh, as nice as you can. Yeah. <laughs> because it can be painful. Yeah. You definitely, you don't want to mess around down there. You do not. So if you have the aerosol things or the deodorant, uh, <laughs> some will just keep using them. Uh, for others, they say that you should stop. And if uh, if you find yourself smelling bad, now you have a built-in excuse. Oh, because if somebody's like, "Man, you don't smell so good," you say, "Sorry, I had to throw away my deodorant so that I don't catch cancer." Well, I think they expect you to throw it away and then replace it yeah, with something that's what else hope. that you have already ready. Or you, maybe you can return it for a refund. Probably now that seems like that, work. See, that's what that's I mean. The work part. Just it, throw just, it away. I'll just take the cancer. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to want to just take the a couple of dollars that it was and just be okay with that. If you're looking for hot takes on the day's most important news stories, uh, you're in the wrong place. You're listening to The Riot on Radio U. The best part of waking up <laughs> is Folgers in your cup. Nice. You're just so good with that. You know, you I just have a real sound to you. They should uh, offer me a contract. Oh, bring you on? Yeah. That's the new advertising. I'll be a spokesperson, even though I wouldn't touch the stuff. You don't like Folgers? No. There is one type of Folgers that I know a lot of oh, listeners yeah, the, like. Like Private Reserve or yes, something like that. Yes, they say that like, one's actually really good. Fa- it's just the packaging. <laughs> no, they say inside's good, too. It looks, it just looks fancy. It's tricking them into remember. Uh, uh, not remembering that it's Folgers. But I know a lot of people get a little snooty about yeah. the uh, the normal Folgers. Yeah. Well, we have a man in Cass County, Missouri, who is uh, the best. Well, I guess he really loves Folgers because he seems to drink it every morning. But the problem is he doesn't feel that he is getting the promised bang for his buck from Folgers. What does that mean? And so he is filing a class action lawsuit against them. He says that they are not giving the appropriate amount of coffee or uh, maybe more accurately, they are not appropriately advertising how much coffee you can actually make with a canister of Folgers. He says, uh, and uh, well, according to a Folgers canister, if you look at it, uh, a canister of Folgers says a single cup of coffee should be about one tablespoon of grounds mm-hmm. and a half cup of grounds would, ta- would make a p- one pot of coffee. So that means about 60 cups of coffee per can, right? Yeah. But he says he's only getting about 36 cups of coffee. <gasps> Not 60? Yeah. So then he's using he's, too much. He's getting about half of what they are advertising sure. on their cans. Now, yeah, you could say he's using too much. Maybe their measurements are purposely very, very low for what the person that really hates coffee and just wants to drink 
brown water it's doesn't want to actually taste the, yeah. the delicious Folgers <laughs> taste. It's like when someone tells you, hey, uh, it's like 50 to to $100, mm-hmm. but the $50 has nothing to it, uh-huh. and everybody ends up having to spend like the $100 yeah, on it. Right. So you're not putting enough coffee in if you use their lower measurements. Right. You would probably want to put more in so you're not getting as much out of it. There's, uh, man, advertise or uh, like companies pull all kinds of these tricks all the time. You uh, you ever use, you know how if you buy uh, laundry soap, yeah. laundry detergent, and they give you the cup with it that's like a measurement of how much you should put in. That's way too much. <laughs> you don't need to put that much in. They're just doing that to try to make you use it quicker so you have to buy more again. So then what are you supposed to do here? You're you supposed know? to do your own research. <laughs> and figure out how much you want. They say that this is not the only class action lawsuit that floats yeah, around Folgers. He's not the first guy. And it's also against Smuckers as well. Uh, but they say that this is a very common complaint that people have on the canisters for Folgers. And it really depends on the max amount of coffee on your preference yeah. and what what you can stomach yeah. <laughs> for how much coffee that you can have. Folgers, it says, usually gets out of these. They wriggle out of these jams. Because of the wording. Because of, they say, it's up to mm-hmm. whatever is, you know, up to this many cups of coffee. And that's how they can get out of it. Do you want to sing the jingle one more time? Oh, or was sounds once, like, a, was you know once enough? It can sounds I like it? you want me to sing it again. <laughs> can, so. can I text in a request? I'll sing it. Sing us. Sing us out. Okay. Sing us into the break. <laughs> okay. Wait. Wait. Let me get ready. Okay. We're ready. <laughs> the best part of waking up is bulges in your cup. <laughs> If you missed out on the next riot moment when it originally aired, you don't know how lucky you are. You're listening to the Worst of the Riot Podcast. Be ready because sliding into your DMs is about to uh, get a whole new meaning. It's not just going to be, you know, somebody trying to trying to make a move introduce themselves to you is that it they still have to introduce themselves (laughs) but uh now instead of trying to you know ask you out or hook up or whatever it's gonna be trying to collect the debt debt collectors they can dm you now no way yes they can oh my gosh they'll follow you everywhere they will yeah you know i think the problem with debt collectors is there wasn't enough ways for them to get in touch with you all this time oh yeah that's it they weren't allowed there weren't enough barriers i mean there were too many barriers involved so now debt collectors uh with a a new law that went into effect uh earlier this week debt collectors may now reach out to you on basically any social media, as well as through email and text. Uh, now, they cannot publicly contact you on social media. So it they has can't, to all be private. Yeah, they can't uh, comment on your Instagrams or whatever. But mm-hmm. oh, Commenting like, hey, love the pig, yeah. pay the money. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they can't do that. No, they cannot. But... They can send you uh, direct messages. But they have to introduce themselves they right do. away. So, like, they can't, again, try to lead you on by pretending to be someone yeah. uh, or something you else. Know, they and might then, have more luck with that, don't you think, if they tried to catfish people? Maybe, actually, yeah, but, I mean, the second that you He's the you best debt collector is, in the world. He just makes uh, Instagram accounts of attractive women. You're just going to block them, I bet. Yeah. So then you won't be able to, uh, they won't be able to communicate with you after that. Yeah, so. So, man, it's uh, it, 
already checking your messages. Who does that, right? <laughs> do you check your... I don't get direct messages very often. Or that, if I do, I don't see them. Not always. I mean, if it's like family or friends, yeah. yeah. But, you know, every so often you'll get the uh, the other type of message. Yeah. And then we ignore those. Yeah. <laughs> Mine always... I, I Sometimes I feel bad because what happens is if you use the Facebook Messenger mm-hmm. uh, and Twitter does this as well, if it's a message from somebody that you don't haven't interacted with before, it sends it to like a message requests thing. Yeah, and you never check that. And it, but it doesn't even notify you of that, which, you know, that's what keeps it separate, I guess, from a regular message. You get a notification. But uh, then sometimes there's messages in there that actually are. I would have responded if I saw them within three months of knowing they were there. But you only look at it like seven years later. Right. When it's like, what's this folder? So, yeah, that happened to me somewhat recently. So So if you end up, uh, if someone's trying to collect on something and they're using social media, they're allowed to starting this past Tuesday. But those are the guidelines. Uh, They have to tell you who they are up front. It has to be all private. And then you can ignore them there. You can't. Uh, you can't escape. <laughs> I've only had two times debt collection. Uh huh. One time was because someone stole my identity, uh-huh. and it went into debt collection for something. Yeah. And that's the worst because you have to make a police report. Yeah, right. And they don't believe you because I'm sure everybody says <laughs> yeah. like it's not me, but uh-huh. it, it wasn't even in my state. Like it was obviously not me. And then that delect- uh, debt collection company sold everything to another debt collection company. Ah, uh, yes. And so like eight years that's... later, they contacted me for the same debt, yep. acting like it was still there. Uh-huh. And so I had to resend them like all the paperwork from the first one. Yeah. So I know if you're swept up in that world of, of uh, collection, like yeah. there's oh. it's something. It's a, something uh, oftentimes I think if you get into the debt collection situation, even if you like – get everything above board and all of your debt is taken care of in a way so you just can't They'll escape come it back. they still they still have your number <laughs> yeah they still have they can still contact you and, and you call them back and you're like what did i do yeah. i didn't do anything wrong but it's it's tough so they're and gonna now find they you still on have social your, media uh, you have your facebook and instagram too so just be be prepared a, a bunch of people today all of a sudden just get a flood of messages no way it's I'm gonna just, be a tough day everything's all private and it's <laughs> fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> you were one of the lucky few who missed the riot when they were live. Yet here you are. I also like to live dangerously. This is the worst of the Riot Podcast. Uh, when was the last time, Nikki, that you played Fortnite? It's been a while. Yeah. Never got into it too much. Yeah, I played Fortnite for a while. I went through a phase. That was a while ago, but it's Folger. Uh, no, Folgers. Fortnite <laughs> is still much like Folgers, still trucking along. It is. Still, it gets more money, I think, than Folgers. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's quite popular, but... You know, when I played Fortnite, back in my day, it was so you could kill people in cartoonish ways. Sure. Right? It was uh, it was about using the resources you had at hand to build a fort and attack others. Now, the game has totally changed. I mean, you can still do all of that that I just mentioned, but you can also... Just socialize if you'd like. Really, it's more about the experiences, yeah. and it has been for quite some time. It's its, uh, its own whole world, and I don't mean that as, you know, it, it really is its own world, and that's what they're trying to create. In fact, they now have new party worlds in Fortnite where you can go, and it's specifically for not fighting, specifically for socializing in-game. So they have one that is uh, an amusement park style. 
and one that is more like a late night lounge. So if you want to hang out, play fun mini games, but not killing, mm-hmm. uh, make new friends, but not in the real world, uh, <laughs> then you can join the party worlds in Fortnite. Yeah, I mean, so this, no damage, no combat. It's uh, it's their way of. Like they actually have said they're trying to make their own metaverse. And in many ways, it seems that they're beating Facebook slash meta to that punch because they've already got people started on this stuff. You know, like they've already got people in a game just socializing and living life inside the Fortnite world. So that's what they are continuing on with, and that's what this is, another step with that. Well, it's smart. I mean, Fortnite understood a long time ago that uh, to be able to, like, you have to keep evolving with things. Uh Like, you could just be the combat game, but you'd have to really, they wanted to move into a broader, more online social space, Mm -hmm. and that's what they've done. Yeah. And they've been very successful at it. They're taking over the meta world. So if you don't want to tell people that you don't have, like, uh, (laughs) plans this weekend, Uh uh, except in Fortnite world, just be like, no, I'm going to this new lounge. The, yeah, the They'll lounge. Never know that it's in Fortnite. I'm going to an amusement park. Oh, they're yeah. open at this time. Yes, they are. Yeah, uh, got, it's a very exclusive. You got a party to go to this weekend. Yeah. You got some friends to make. I mean this in the nicest possible way. This sounds horrible. What do you mean? I don't want to socialize. In the game, you mean? or like I don't want to socialize anywhere. I don't. In well, game or in life. I was going to say, we don't like to do that in person. Yeah. So why would I want to do it in a game? Well, you don't have the stress for like how it is in real life. I have more stress. I suck at video games, so I'd suck at socializing in a video game. You don't like the combat part of video games. What if you the stress of that is all gone from Fortnite? And it's replaced world. with the stress of socializing. Okay, I can't do it. The Riot Podcast. Radio View. Nikki, Isaiah, I brought you both here for, uh, I have a health health tip for you. Oh, well, you, exciting. Wouldn't Isaiah, you both love to we, be more healthy? When we want a health tip, we come to we Hudson. We come straight yeah. to Hudson. That's where I go. Yes, Dr. That's where I go. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't just take my word for it. This is actually from a real learned doctor named Karen Rag, Raggard. Ra- just something. say Karen, Dr. Dr. Karen. Karen. They actually call him Dr. Raj, it looks like, for short. Uh, he is He's on TikTok, so you can follow him there if you so choose. And he recently was uh, cluing everybody in on the health benefits of growing a beard. Growing a beard? Yeah. Oh, Isaiah, get back in the game. No, I don't need a beard. You, I don't, don't I you want to be beard. healthier? See, I don't think there's any actual real benefits, though, to growing a beard. Well, He's, catch you the obviously germs? haven't listened to Dr. Raj. Well, what does Dr. Raj say? Dr. Raj says that uh, he leads off by telling us about a study where uh, they were following a bunch of uh, doctors, nurses, you know, like medical personnel that uh, some of them were clean shaven. Some of them had, uh, you know, facial hair. And what they found was the clean shaven folks were, uh, let's see. Sicker. They were three times more likely to carry MRSA. Oh, you don't no. want to get MRSA. That's oh, like the number one good. thing I'm worried about. I should grow one tomorrow. I was worried that I was going to get MRSA. That was on my mind this morning. No, this is scary. MRSA yes. is not good. And the reason they say that is because uh, if you're shaving your face, it's causing micro abrasions. Oh, so you get like a staph infection. Mm, yeah. So it's leaving more openings in the skin yeah. where you have a chance of bacteria or whatever getting in there. And then the more infection. times you get an infection, the less likely you are the next time for the antibiotic to work the same way. That's right. So Ooh. if you're always shaving and stuff, your body could become resistant to certain things. So I guess that means in this instance, you're off the hook, Nikki, because you're not you're not shaving your face, are you? No, I don't. But maybe you should stop shaving your legs. <laughs> yeah. Just what 
if you get Yeah, you're in real danger. Yeah. Talk about my face. Guys, let's not talk about shaving legs. <laughs> let's uh, just leave it to your beards. Let's see. So uh, he also said that, of course, beards, uh, not only that obvious health benefit of not carrying uh, MRSA, but also beards can give you super soft skin. Because they protect, mm. they protect the skin underneath, of course, from harmful UV rays. And Not that one of my from, big fears. It's he the says, <laughs> yeah, oh, you should be. You're very yeah, pale. So very pale. Uh, You're so very afraid. Um, but he says that for many people, having facial hair means that you will touch your uh, skin on your face less because you're just touching the beard. Yeah, which. Uh, I don't know if I buy that because I'm constantly touching my face, yeah. like constantly. So but even, you're not actually touching your face, so they said. It's a barrier. Ah, you're just touching. The it's beard a is the barrier. It is. But does yeah. that mean that my beard is carrying a ton of bacteria? And yes, it's just it has. Harboring it it has to. It has to. What what do you say of that like that? Bro? I just think that if you have that on your face, like it just seems like something that thinks you get caught in. You know, there's no way that you can't be carrying bacteria. Yeah, there. it catches it so it doesn't get to your body. It's like a shield. No. <laughs> it's protection. So it's around yeah. your face, but uh, it's not actually on your face. It's like a force field. Well, mm. I know a lot. Most of the people, I guess, in my world have beards. So uh, Isaiah, you're the only one mm. uh, at this point that doesn't have one. Yeah, I like to keep it that way. You know, I don't like to like you know make people feel bad for having beards. If you want to have a beard, that's great. But then well, once, what's there to be able to feel bad about? Nothing. No, no, no. Like, my point of view on beards, like, I, one of the comments says here, it says, uh, a female viewer said growing a beard also improves your attractiveness. And I think that's true if you don't have a naturally good-looking face. You need the beard. <laughs> if, you, if you need something to cover your face, then I think you do look more attractive. You need the distraction. I think it also depends, too, because I don't think, Isaiah, you liked how your beard grew in. No, it didn't, it didn't look in good. In other words, it didn't grow in. It, yeah. it didn't look good. It's itchy. I just don't like the feel of it. Like, why would I cover up something that's already so beautiful, you know? <laughs> well, for health reasons, yeah. I guess to stay, what to stay safe. Well, the irony of the beard thing, too, is he says that... Uh, uh, like having a beard will keep the skin under the beard from aging mm. as much because, you know, it's protected. No, there is, okay, side on that because they say that sometimes you guys look way younger uh-huh. because if you shave a lot, you're shaving away like it's the dead skin mm. and the, the stubble and stuff. And uh-huh. so sometimes guys just have it easier to look younger. They what? So they look younger with because without the beard. Without do it well without the beard too, because you're shaving. Yeah, and so like you don't have to have like some sort of like skincare. Yeah, routine sort of routine, and you end up looking super young and like fresh and everything. Yeah, while like maybe someone who doesn't shave and who's a lady <laughs> who's like, why? Why is my skin uh, so dry? You know, like it's because well, you're it's shaving. You're not you can still run a razor along your along your cheeks. Go you ahead. You can. You can do that. Yeah, maybe that's the best skin care routine out there so except that you'll get MRSA it just depends on uh on your style too yeah so. but it a is, beard or a no it's beard it's funny that having the beard will keep your face from aging but that but having the beard also makes you look older <laughs> the whole it's a it's devil a, whammy yep yeah, it is it is but I, I just wanted to educate you is all yes it's just the when you're armed with information no weapon formed against you will stand <laughs> Oh, my gosh. MRSA, bring it on. Bring it on, baby. See what you got. Isaiah's fine. He was just coming off some sort of weird sickness. Yeah, exactly. I've been for a while. It couldn't have been non-beard related. He's wide open for something else. You just heard the worst of the worst. We'd give you the best of the best, but we'd have to find that. As soon as we do, you'll be the first to know. 
enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. There it is. All right. Cheers. Cheers. We're in this. Mm. Well, now we know. It, this is a process, but welcome to the podcast. Yep. Um, I'm Dan Medina. I'm Joey. Joey Gobriel, His Holiness, but you can just call me Joey. <laughs> and we're here to just talk about games. Shooting the shit. You know, like, we're both gamers. We're always talking about games and... We thought, you know, why don't we record this? You know, there's probably some nerds out there that want to listen to us too, you know. Yeah, have the same like opinions as us or something. Yeah, you know, like similar interests, like nice to listen to like nice sexy ass voices like us. Exactly, something to soothe your soul, just like. Double whammy. You know, you're stuck in traffic, you're trying to listen to two (laughs) handsome, beautiful dudes with beautiful voices. Well, this is it. This is what, what seek no further. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. So I do mean, you wanna you wanna start us off? Tell us how you how'd you get into gaming, Joey? Let us. This, this is the first episode. You guys want to get to know this, right? I you mean, guys want to be like, like, who are these dudes talking about like, video games? Being an only child, you know, like I didn't have like much. I didn't have like any older brothers or sisters to like kind of like see what they were getting into. So I had my cousins, and my cousins are super into gaming. I had, like, the PlayStation 1, they had the NES, they had the N64. Okay. And I was always telling my parents, like, yo, like, I'm playing games at their house. I'm like, mom, I want those games. Like, those games are mine. Like, I need to play those games. And, yeah, like, I just started there. I think my first system must have been, like, a Game Boy, like, color. You know, playing, okay. like, Pokemon Blue. Doing that glitch where you surf up and down. Okay, I like, didn't even know about you know, glitches like, like when I was young. Basically, it's like the sixth item in your inbox or your box, your item box, and then you surf up and down, and then you catch something, and then it's like all of a sudden you have 999 of those items. What? So usually you put a rare candy in that slot, and it's like what? all of a sudden, bro, I need to turn on the fan. I am eating up. Do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, you're good, you're we'll good. See, like, do you want to see how it sounds like? No, you'll be fine. I could... I could I could work something. I could work something. Just put the pop filter towards the fan and like use your voice. Ooh, there, you sexy there, you voice. there you go. Beautiful. We could do it. But yeah, man, like basically just playing with like family. Like it was all like video games are always around like family. Mm-hmm. So we were always at the cousin's house every weekend and yeah, whatever like whether it was Smash on the N sixty four or like you know, Mario Party or, like, some sort of, like, golden eye. Like, we're always all playing video games together. And I knew, like, being an only child, like, I had to keep myself busy somehow. And I just grew to love video games so much. And, yeah, that's how I started. I mean, what about you? Beautiful. Like, your earliest memories of video games. My earliest memory of video games is actually, like, when I got my first system. What was your first system? Mm-hmm. So, first, I got the... The Sega. I forgot which Sega I got. Sega Dreamcast? Because that shit was I think like, it was Dreamcast. No, man. With, with, the, with the Sonic no, 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 game? No, no, no. With the Sonic game? Bro, the one where you, the whale Is it was with the like Sonic? jumping and like breaking the bridge. All there, no, but it's this the it story was, takes a turn. Is it with the Sonic game? I think so. Because it came with the Sonic game and I played it. And I remember just like. I never had one. Bro. I remember thinking, I'm like, 
I'm not into this game. And my parents were like, what? Like, this game? Like, video games? I don't know. I was a it kid. Was I was a kid. Dog. Yeah, I was like a kid. A Wii so, the... so they went out. They went out. One week later, bring me a PS1. The original PlayStation Woo! with Crash Bandicoot. It was like, and then they they brought what me like a demo. CTR, though, that Bro, racing game. I'll never, unforgettable. Unfor- oh, that was part of that. Because, like, they brought me a demo disc and, like, had like Mortal Kombat, oh, like Formula One, like game? random games, like bro, exactly, like random games, and like I remember, like just like thinking, playing like playing them for hours, just playing it, and I was like, I was like, this is crazy. So I'm over here playing Crash Bandicoot, like the original one, like, and it's like you know we don't like. I haven't even told you like the the craziest thing. Like I started off playing like PlayStation One, Crash Bandicoot original one, no memory disc, <laughs> no memory stop. card, no memory card. I restarted the game every time I would turn on my PlayStation. I started the game over again. That's how I much I fucked with seven year olds like speed running. Like I know where every single box is. I know where every single fruit is. I'm gonna jump here, jump here, jump here. I was close my eyes and do this when I was like five. I was speed running out age of five. No, I'd be like, I'd be like, all right, this is my thirty third day. Be like, all right. Like, Wampa fruit, Wampa fruit. Dip, all right, jump, this time square, no spin. Jump, square. No, yeah. This time, I'm no, like, I'm not gonna jump. Don't spin. You circle, jump. Sixty three lives. I'm like, it's a Saturday. Uh, it's a Saturday. I'm playing. I'm like tenth hour in. I'm like, I gotta beat this game. Cause like, no, that, it's like you started age, it. You gotta finish it. At that age, like games weren't that long. No, and yeah. I beat it. I beat it in one day. It's, I think it's like twelve hours. Like no. it was a full Saturday, but like it was like trial and error. And like finally, I was like, cause. Because also when I was younger, my first name was Spanish. So when I was like five, six, when really? I got my PlayStation, like I didn't speak English. So once yeah. I was able to kind of like understand the language, like, and I told other people, I was like, yo, I got a PlayStation. Like, I met a neighbor and he's like, where the fuck's your memory card? I'm like, what's that? What's the memory <laughs> card? And then he just looks at me like, what the fuck do you mean? You're like, what? wait a second. You mean Open my when world. I turn on my console again, I can start yeah, where you I mean, left off? You mean I can, there's a <laughs> checkpoint? That, there's a checkpoint that lasts after you turn off your system? I thought it was only when you died. Like, I was like, Bro. and he was like, he just looks at me like, what the fuck? Like, no, I have the, yeah. And I still remember my first memory card because like that kind of memory, just, I went to the, straight to the store. I'm like, mom, I need a memory card. And like, you know, she's, Latina lady, like she's nine like, back she's like, day. mom, let's go to Target mm-hmm. right now. I'm gonna show you what's good. Like, <laughs> and then like this is another memory because like I go to Target and I get um, I get freaking the memory card, but like I go there and at the time I'm a kid, so like you know you don't surf the web when you're like younger. You don't like no, yeah. you don't get gaming magazines or something like that. So when a new game comes out, you don't unless you go to the store. You every look day, at the back of the know. box. Exactly, you don't know. So I go, I got the memory card. What's sitting up there, like on the shelf, like brand new release? Crash Bandicoot 2. <laughs> yeah, bro. And I'm like, mom. And then she just looks. But my mom's like, she's very encouraging. And she's like, she loves like seeing me excited. So she's like, she's like, put it to the card. So Damn. Crash Bandicoot 2. Bro, so your shit was like, you got the net, you got the sequel and a memory card. So that's exactly. Like, I elevated twice. Mm. I upgraded the game mm. and I upgraded my. Wait, so what happened to the Dreamcast? Mm-hmm. I returned it. My parents returned it. Dude, that shit was so hard. But to... it, it was Soul the... Caliber was on that shit. I was playing it at my friends. I was like, what PlayStation One? I went through Crash Bandicoot One. Yeah, well, fuck yeah, Crash dude. Bandicoot, um, Wrath of demo disc. If we're talking demo disc, the Final Fantasy Seven demo disc. You're talking about playing shit like thirty times in a row, like no, but I must have played that. I had I had a Final Fantasy on PlayStation. 
Yeah, on the PlayStation, it yeah. came with like it was like five discs. Like it was literally like yeah, it was like that's another. It was so it was such a big game. I like, will never forget when I got Final Fantasy Seven. I got it for my birthday for my godfather. Mm-hmm. For like the birthday right after when I got like the PlayStation One. I'm like this game's insane. I play it. I beat the first disc. Insert the second disc. Corrupted scratch. No scratch. And as a kid, you just don't. <laughs> You just don't go be like, yo, I can't, I can't just go back on like, as a, as a kid, as a Latino, I just can't be like, yo, your gift, bro. No, like, it's like, he, it's, hey, mom, can you spend another, what, like $30 yeah. on it? It's like, it's like, they're not going to know how to go to the store like and the argue sec- and be like, the your second disc, disc is broke? broken. We'll put yeah. the first disc in. Exactly. Put the, no, put the first disc in. I have like a sad memory as a kid, play, putting the third disc in, and the third disc in will say, you need to save memory. You must this. do. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's, a, it's a freaking sword. Bro, it's a sword with a spotlight saying yes, no. It's like, do you have this too? Yes, no. no. And I would be like, no. yes, I have uh-huh, it. It's right here. Put this it's to right it. Here. Corrupted. It's just, it's a tragedy, but. That reminds me. I had like, I remember the first steelbook I bought was Gears. Gears of War 2. Wow. I, I love Gears of War. The first. Because uh, Xbox 360 was my first Xbox. Mm-hmm. Like, I like I played Jet Set Radio on my cousin's wow, thing. Like, I love that game. But I didn't have an Xbox. Like, I was just like, I don't know. I have a PlayStation. I have a PlayStation 2. I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. I get an Xbox 360. First game I get, Gears of War. I'm like, I have to. Everyone's talking about this game. That's what we love, what a, boys. What a classic game, yeah. though. That multiplayer. A fucking shotgun. Just two-piece impulse. Like, talk about the trailer. Like, I don't remember the trailer. Bro, the trailer. But wait, wait, wait. I was like, like I'm putting the game in, right? I'm mm-hmm. like super excited. The game's installing. I'm like, I don't like how my Xbox is sitting up. I'm going to turn it sideways. I turn it sideways and I just hear, Oh! <laughs> Did you break your game? I take the disc out. There's just a big ass circle scratch. Perfect on the game. It stopped working. <laughs> Go back to GameStop and the guy was pissed. He saw he saw my mom was with me though, and he was like, "We don't usually do this, but you're not supposed to move the console." And he just gave me a new disc. But I, I mean, I was pissed though, cause I'm like, "This is Gears 2. I love Gears of War, the first one. Gears 2 was lit. Horde mode, Oof. the original Horde mode. Like, oh my gosh, Gears of War. Like, I think the 360 was my last like Microsoft console though. Like I've, I've been like PlayStation yeah. one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, cause I've been a PlayStation person like one, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. and like I went to Mexico for like four weeks one time, and I was here with my grandma. But next mm-hmm. door was my aunt and my cousin who's like two years younger than me. He had an Xbox 360. What games does he have? He has Gears one, two, three, and Halo three. Damn, so all the four, bangers. So for four weeks, what do we do? We play Take and one, cover two, and three. Players one, two, and three. Yeah. Go up, beat them. I'm over here like I've never played a Microsoft game. I'm like crying. I'm like Dom, no, Dom. What this life? Yeah. Uh, spoilers for Gear Two. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> Halo Three. If you hey, haven't been, if you haven't played a 12 year old game, now let me check yeah. my watch. A 12 year old game. At that point, bro, shame on you. If you're, friend, if you're a Gears a, fan, you haven't played Gear Two. Shame on you, bro. I had a friend who was trying to get all the achievements for Gears Two. And there was this thing in co-op where one of the achievements, you have to beat the game on the hardest difficulty. And Gears of War is a hard game. Yeah. So 
he would but there's this thing where the person trying to get the achievement can play on insane or whatever and then the co-op person can go on like easy story mode so it's like your boy your boy's like you're but the thing is is he's getting the achievement while you're taking out the enemies on the easy mode so he's still getting the achievement points so this fool would literally call me at like six o'clock in the morning and be like bro you ready like, I'm trying to get this achievement. You ready? Like, hop on with me. I can't do it without you. I'm like, it's 6 o'clock in the morning, summer vacation. Like, I'm going to play Gears for sure, 100%. Yeah. But let me sleep. You know, let like, me wake up. achievements can wait. It's like, I'm going to be in there with you for but 12 was, hours. But He was heavy into achievement hunting. Damn. And that's like, crazy because, like, that's like a whole generation of gamers. Like, as soon as achievements happen, bro, bro like, you got Achievement Hunter on YouTube. That little just like, thing and the little, yeah, like, the like trophies. Like, I remember when the trophies came on PlayStation mm. 3, I was like, I gotta get a platinum, bro. Like, I I did some some things I'm Halo not proud of. some crazy ones, too. It was like Halo 3, the last mission. It was like all four players had to be on a ghost. Mm-hmm. You know that mission where everything's just falling? Yeah. And, like, you're on a warthog? That's crazy. But, like, if you go under somewhere, there's, like, ghosts and, like, I don't know. It was... That's wild. No, and that's crazy because, cause like, like, achievements are just, like, they set, like, a new bar for games. Like, it was, like, now you have to have something for players to work towards to unlock to show off. Like, yeah. And for a sec, like, nowadays it's not as crazy. Like, you know, you're, like, oh, I have this and this. It's not that crazy. But back when it first came out, like, people were, like, oh, I have all the achievements. Like, yeah. if you saw someone with all the achievements, you'd be like, oh, damn. That's a like, gamer. And I'm saying, like, <laughs> I did some things I'm not proud of to get, like, trophies, like, in PlayStation. Like, when it first came out, like, you <laughs> know, you look at my account right now, you see Ice Age 3. Platinum. <laughs> <laughs> I have all the trophies. Ice Age 3. <laughs> it leveled up my trophy Dory. score, though. <laughs> Bro, like, little. It's, platinum. <laughs> I didn't even, I was, like, my twenty. My little minutes. brother, like, rented <laughs> the game, and I, he, like, got the platinum. I was like, it was that easy. And I was like. I looked at myself in the mirror like, am I going to do this for a platinum today? <laughs> Sat in my room for a weekend, played Ice Age 3, got the platinum. <laughs> I was in there with a saber tooth tiger, like, hey, Those janky-ass, like, tank controls. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what else? We got, like, mm-hmm. all-time so favorites. Of that, but, all-time yeah. favorites? Like, are we past. talking about, like, top like top five type shit like i mean i got a bloodborne tattoo like i yeah, i fucking blood, love bloodborne. bloodborne like bloodborne's like one of my favorite games i want to say like I thought Blo- bloodborne was gonna get a remaster no i, I mean i'm it. not i'm not holding out like i'm still like i'm still hoping like i look like a clown like every single year whenever there's like a playstation direct or like a, a anything i'm like oh shit what if blue points gonna remake something or what if this company Whoa. is gonna like blue point blue does point? make remakes yo i mean they are a playstation wait like, now you said that like studio now blue so. point made the demon souls remaster they're a place playstation just announced officially announced like they're yeah they act and they're officially announced they're making a brand new game what if they do bloodborne too but it's an original IP. oh it's a new ip it's an uh, original but original could mean bloodborne too okay Unless it's a but brand no, new IP. From software, but it's like brand new no, IP? Miyazaki's got to be on that. Because he, he's from software. Miyazaki. Yeah, but yeah, Elden Ring, I feel like they wouldn't want to announce Wait, something. Isn't from software's next game? On Elden Ring, bro. Elden Ring. January 21st, no one talked to me. Babe, if you listen to this, I'm sorry. I love you. But January 21st, no one talked to me. Please don't talk to me. that fucking Elden Ring comes out, boy. I'm going to be in there, too. I'm so... 
come on, like a world that's jointly developed by Miyazaki and George R. R. Martin. In a blender. <laughs> in a blend that was a beautiful rendition by the way. In a blender and you put purify. <laughs> that, Dude, like No, not even purify. You put like fucking like just I'm like jealous that some people you know something. some people seen that game behind like closed doors, yeah, and they're so like just, I'm trying to get in that, like, Zelda, but like Dark you know, Souls. You, you hearing this song? If you need two playtesters, you know, we'll be out. Miyazaki, if you're out there, you know, like, I got work during the week, I got school, but Elden Ring, though? But if you come calling, like, I'm there. Yeah, if you come calling. <laughs> we there. Everything's canceled. <laughs> canceled. I got a wedding. Canceled. Dropping out. <laughs> I'm buying a doppelganger. He's going to the wedding. I'm playing the Elden Ring. <laughs> Danny's choking on a hot dog. Sorry, bro. Miyazaki's waiting. I'm choking on a hot dog. I'm going to tell you to go. Go play. It's like, do not lose this quick time event, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I love, I mean, aside from like, obvi- I mean, I'm a huge some from software like Stan. Like, yeah, I played all awesome. of them, being all of them like multiple times. Like, Their world is um, insane. That's why I'm so excited about like, you're literally like taking a developer that does world building so amazingly like, and you're like adding in George R. R. It's Martin. literally like that what? new Kali Uchis and SZA song. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, exactly. It's it, it, beautiful. I don't know, but I mean, aside from Bloodborne, I'd say like the first thing that comes to my mind, like with some of my top favorite games, is Bioshock. I love Bioshock. Bioshock Two was it was cool. Oh, I, I get it. Like we we were all wanting more Bioshock, and they were like, you know what would be cool? What if they were the big daddy? Bro, what if you yeah. played as a big daddy? I'm like, oh, as a kid, I'm like, oh shit, I get the drill. And then I play it. I'm like, this was cool. Yeah. But it wasn't no like no, first wasn't. time like Andrew Ryan like mm-hmm. like Rapture that like crazy. holy but, shit what but, a game. My God, Bioshock Two multiplayer was fun though. I feel like I only say that because I had a 4.26 KD. Yeah, okay, okay. I mean, I, I, was, pl- I played, like, I was, two games. I was out there taking out, like, big daddies, like, as a... No, I get like, it. I mean, I, no, I like, honestly probably... I mean, I'm only saying that because, like, I feel the like... The DLC, I, though? Yeah, I try to get my money. Did you play the DLC to Bioshock 2? No, what was it? Okay, so the first DLC was, like, some multiplayer bullshit. I didn't like the multiplayer in mm-hmm. Bioshock 2, to be honest. I played the multiplayer But one. the second DLC was, was story it? DLC. What was it? DLC. It was, like... It's hard to explain. It was like you're playing as a big daddy, but someone's talking to you, and then all of a sudden, do you want spoilers or not? Spoilers, yeah. spoilers to Bioshock to DLC. You find out the guy who's talking to you is you. You recorded yourself in the past, knowing you would turn into like a big daddy. So you're like, okay, when you turn into a big daddy, like this is what you got to do, type shit. So the whole time someone's talking to you through a radio, you're like, who's this dweeb? But he seems to know about a lot this place. Okay. And then at the end, you're like, oh, shit. Damn. That guy was me. Why wasn't that the whole game? I'm like, yo. Why wasn't that the whole game? <laughs> I know. I mean, that, that would have been, yeah, that been was, such a twist for Bioshock. The game was all right. It, it wasn't was even like, a twist in Bioshock. The whole, the whole game was like, 
the whole main story was like, oh, you're a big daddy, and you have feelings for this little sister. Yeah. And the or you don't. And the mommy, I forgot her name, was like. Yeah, big sister. Oh yeah, little little sisters or big sisters were a thing. Something. Yeah, it was just. They tried to make big sisters. They tried to make Bioshock two more actiony for like. And you know, I because I bought Bioshock to like release night because I would like Bioshock one so much. I I played Bioshock like four times. Bro, that yeah, the first game like literally, I was like, yeah, holy shit! That would, like Bioshock's in my top ten, hundred no. percent. And then Infinite and Infinite DLC. Infinite was insane. And then the new Bioshock that they're making. Yeah, like, that's gonna be insane. Like I'm, I'm like, they already did Underwater and In the Sky. I'm thinking like Underground, underground? but that's boring, no. bro. No one wants to look Just at rocks. Take us, take us to space. Oh, but what if it but, takes us to like a boat, like an island? I'm thinking, like, I mean, it's got to be, like, in the world, right? Because, like, the whole thing about Bioshock is, like, let's make a city that has no rules. You know, that's yeah. not governed by, yeah. like, that's you true. know, like, so, like, in the sky. That's like, so true. That is. In the ground. That, but, that's a good way to so put it. So, I'm, like, thinking, like, I feel like underground. That's like what Bioshock's about. Because yeah. it's, like, if Bioshock is going to be, like, next But what gen, if it's, like, underground? How, like, some people, like, have said that, like, if you go underground deep enough, you'll, like, Enter like a prehistoric, we have prehistoric yeah, like yeah. I mean, I like that. Right? Like imagine like, you, you enter a prehistoric Bioshock, like an ancient like okay, okay, like some okay. tribe shit. Like that'd be crazy, right? No, but Game Awards, Jeff Keeley. Oh Bioshock trailer? What's that? Let's see. No, oh, but what's if, up, like Jeff Keeley dropped games. You know, Jeff Keeley, by the way, just tweeted like he tweeted a GIF today and he was like I forget what it's from a movie, but the guy in the movie is like, I've seen some shit that you guys wouldn't believe, and I'm just like, oh. And that's coming once once the war choice. The is game war is probably like November, December. Oh no, it's November fifth or something like yeah, that. It's so it's close. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely have some words for that. Oh so. yeah, we're gonna have you, a you game, got, awards, yeah. game awards reaction live show. What? Oh, uh, first episode hype. I don't comment know. if you want a live show. <laughs> Even if you don't, we're gonna do it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really give a fuck about it. No, I'm kidding. Come back, please. Yeah, we love you. All right. <laughs> but no, your favorite game. Favorite games. Oh. No, clear your mind. Clear your mind. Don't think. Favorite games. Bam. Like, Jack and Daxter. Oh fuck yes. Jack and Daxter. Jack yes, two. Jack dude. three. I've been. I've been Jack praying. Jack three with I've the dark and light. Bro, what about that? What about that person. car that would jump? Bro, remember Never you would hold the button. It's yes. had the long legs that like go down bad, and just. Bro. Bro, I love Jack Three was so good. I've been I've been waiting my whole life for a Jack Four that features a like Jack a precursor four. war or something. Because at the end you find out that the precursors were fucking Daxter. I, don't, I honestly don't remember. I don't remember okay, this. So thing. you find out that like the creators of the planet and everything, the precursors was Daxter. Like his his species created it. Wait, his like okay, his human. No, his his also his also also form. So, 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 when, so when he got dropped universe? in the dark, you go in the first game. Yeah, in the, in the first, first game, game, he turned into a god. Yeah, brother. he turned into a god, and no one knew until the end <laughs> of the third game. The whole time this They're man like pumpkin was a bigger than, and, and everyone's bullying him. And then it's like at the end of the game, the precursors like fall from the sky, and they're like <laughs> everyone's like. They're like, oh my god, like the gods are upon us or something. And there's three <laughs> odd souls. And Dax is like, Dax is like, yeah, it's I called an odd It's an it's a otter and weasel together. I didn't Otso. know that. Yeah. I had no idea. So, and Dax is like, what the fuck? And then they're that like, that makes sense. They're like, like he drops yeah. in the fucking like exactly yeah. darkness so you, And so they're like, yo, are you coming with this or not? And he doesn't go. 
He doesn't well, go. fuck yeah, I'm gonna but leave he, my boy Jack. Like, but I feel like because of that, like there should be like some kind of war that happens or something. Wait, like, so what company was, was that? In Naughty Dog, bro. No, I didn't know my they're dude. Last of Us, they're in two of these. No, but that's what's so crazy. Look, this is one of my like things with Naughty Dog. I feel like it grew up with me. PlayStation One. I went with Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, I'm a kid, Crash, platformer. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. Yeah, Jack feel and you. Dexter. I'm a teenager yeah, now. Yeah, Jack yeah. two, Jack no, three. I feel you. Jack as two an, though. As an adult now. Jack, Last of Us and Uncharted. Dude, oh, the Jack transition two? from Jack one to Jack two was like from God of War three to God of War 2018. Yeah. Straight up, like 100%. you're gonna tell me Jack can talk and this motherfucker what's curses. Word? What's his first? He says yeah. like shit. No, I I remember. It. I what remember does he say? Like get wrote, me out of this. I wrote an article about it. So I know. What does he say? Just. Fuck bearing practices. Bro, I'm yeah. like, I'm like I'm 10 years old, like, or 11 years old, like, okay, Jack, yeah. the, fir- the first, I'm the first like, whole game, you know what I'm gonna say? Bro, that first game, though, like, Bro, finding Jack all the eggs, like, you so can't good. progress, mm-hmm. because you can't get, the you gotta orbs, find the that orbs, orbs, yeah. yeah, and you can't progress until you find yeah. it. I'm like, but how crazy? stumped me. Spoilers for Jack 2, but how crazy Spoilers was that, like, twist in Jack 2 when, like, the He's stage... Evil. No, oh, the sage is Jack, and then younger no, Jack. I, I don't. I'm gonna. I gotta be a real with you, bro. Like I love those games, but the story, like, is it was in my memory, but it's gone. I let remember, me refresh like, you. Let me refresh you. Like, I remember the darkness. Mm-hmm. I remember Jack three being dark and so, light. So in Jack two, like the whole time he's like doing this thing to like meet this guy. Mm-hmm. Along the way, he meets the sage, mm-hmm. and it reminds me of the green sage from Jack one. From the yeah, the the floating yeah. guy with the. And that guy has a little kid with him, and the whole time they're like blah blah. And then towards the like end of the game, he reveals he's like, "This kid, that's you. It's like you're from the future, and you came back to the past." No, 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 my bad, my bad. This kid is like, "We're from the past, but we got sent to the future." So he, Jack, had to send him and the kid back to the past, so they could make where sure they that, belong or something. Yeah, so they could make sure that this present would happen. Where because they if it doesn't, the world. everyone. Yeah, so they had to warn and be like, "You gotta do this and that." What the fuck? Naughty Dog just knows how to tell a fucking story, bro. Naughty Dog and their darkness shit. Like, hey, we're gonna start this game and Jack's gonna be injected with this purple shit and he's gonna start cursing. Bro. And it's dark and he can hijack the cars. Change is insane. <laughs> and you got guns. Insane. You got gats. Hey, yeah. fu- fuck a spin. You got a whole fucking rocket launcher in this bro, bitch. That's, that's Remember so iconic. The Rico for, imagine your first character's words being fuck. Like, that's literally his. He doesn't talk. He's made for an audience of like six-year-olds, eight-year-olds. Going into super mode and just yeah, dark mode, dark jack. Oh my god! And the purple like lightning. Yeah, bro. Dude, and the white hair. That's so edgy. I feel like it kind of represents like because like you're like a kid, you grow up, you're like I'm like rebellious, and then Jack Three comes, light jack. You still have to. Oh, it's like you have the dark, the balance. It's that balance. Imagine like they're trying to teach kids. Like you can't be too light, and you can't be too dark. It's like which one? It's like whatever. Because like the light heal, the light powers are like healing, right? So it's like, what do you need in this moment? Do you need like straight DPS, or I go dark? Do you need like, are you low on health? Do you need to be defensive? Go light. You know what's crazy too? Like as a kid, like even like as a kid, like I knew I wanted to like be a writer, like kind of scriptwriter and stuff. Because I would go to bed and like I would be thinking about storylines for Jack Four, <laughs> and I would always think of like this like who's that? Who's in the Sony? Who's Mark Zuckerberg? No, that's Facebook. I was yeah. gonna say Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> no, but like because I would. Shuhei, Shuhei, yeah. hear my boy out. Yeah. Danny, you know he's got. I mean, 
If you're going to take any of these ideas, you better send them that check in the mail. Yeah, you are. I was going to say your address, but we shouldn't do that. Yeah, we should not, you know. Because I would be thinking, I'm like, there should be like a balance between dark and light Jack. And I was what like. What about it like a third power? Like, that's what I was And I would think like jade like Jack or something like, like a greenish thing. Wait, so like, I'm thinking like, do you think it would be like Mad Max type shit where it'd be like yeah, in the desert? Yeah, and you, you so, can customize your whip. Dude, is driving someone a thing? Okay, let me let me tell you honestly. Like, like I already have like that. the first like if there was to be a Jack Four, I would want to start with Daxter, walking up to like a hill, and then battlefield completely dog, like but... yeah completely like decimated battlefield, and he's just like he's just like he's been, what have I done? No, no, no. <laughs> he's like he's like it's been four months since Jack died. And then, Are you gonna open up yeah, the game with you that? You open shit? up the game with that, and then this naughty dog <laughs> killing Joel. Wait, spoilers to the Us too. Fuck yeah. our main character. That's, that's literally the first like scene. <laughs> like you see his legs, and then you see his Daxter. You see a decimated battlefield. Not four months. So it's like it's been two weeks since like Jack died, and then like you see like explosion or something, and then it just goes like four months in the past, and you're Jack. But you're like, you know, you died at a certain point, so the whole game you're playing, you know. Dude, okay, tell me, okay. Tell me no, that. Tell me that wouldn't really like, you in. That's some like keychain war type shit, but with the precursor. Right. The tell me you wouldn't be like, you wouldn't be like, what the fuck? I would put the game down and be like, oh, I'd be I. sad, honestly, if I find out like I'm, I've been waiting this long for a Jack Man. and Dexter four, but no, but dead. here's the all right spoilers for in case not ever picks it up. Like the whole thing is that like, <laughs> you like managed to like though time passes and you manage to twist fate and like jack lives hey it's time to be a new power yeah but then like the precursors die towards the end that's how you save the world the precursors have to give up their life <laughs> dax is a precursor yeah so dax die, died dude. here <laughs> right it would be like tragic but it's like oh so it's like instead of jack dying it's yeah the... but you would not know that because but the then jack time, five it's like now we're the precursor <laughs> then boom jack five Right. Not Jack and Dexter, just yeah. Jack. Yeah, just Jack. <laughs> Jack and the Bro, no, Jack. Jack and Dexter was a shit. Like, yeah, I love that game. I love oh, those. I already know I what my next one is. Bro, I my remember. Next top game. Whoa, you know, no, I was gonna say like I brought a straight up. I brought like a ten by ten TV, black and white, to a double tree like Hilton hotel room just to play Jack too. Like, Amazing. I'm like, I love this game. Like, I'm bringing my TV with me, bringing my PS2 with me. Like, I'm playing this game. I wouldn't expect any line. Beautiful. Your second. But the next game, Batman Arkham City. Yeah. Good man, good man. You know, I think that like, game, like I think this was a ten-year anniversary, like uh, like a was day it? ago or something for that game. Oh shit! You know what's tomorrow? Or Asylum or something. You know what's tomorrow? The DC fandom event. DC fandom. Gonna get some Batman trailer. But we're gonna, gonna get, get some Gotham or Gotham Knights, hopefully. We're gonna get some Go- no, we're gonna for sure get Gotham Knights. Kill the Joker, Suicide Squad, kill the Superman, or yeah. kill the Joker, or whatever no, the fuck um, that game is. Suicide Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League. Kill the Justice League. Yeah, we're getting two trailers. Joker's part of we're getting a release date for Gotham Knights, and we're getting a new trailer for. Can't wait for that. Suicide shit. Squad, kill the Justice League, and on not game related news, we're getting a trailer for the Robert Patterson Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah. With and we're probably gonna get some Aquaman two. I haven't seen the first one, bro, to be honest. I, know, I thought it was mm-hmm. enjoyable. It's okay. It's like Venom. Have you seen Venom? Mm, I've seen the first one. Did you enjoy it's Venom? Like, mm. It's like, mm. it was a dumbass movie, but it was like, eh, 
there are right? some redeemable parts. That's how Aquaman parts. is. That's how Aquaman. It's the same vibe. It's the same vibe. It's like, mm, mm. I don't know about that one, see. But Arkham City, though, great game. Great. I remember playing this amazing shit game out of the Arkham Asylum game, the demo, and I was like, I need this game. Play the fuck out of that game. Arkham City came out. I was like, what the fuck are they on? Like this game is ahead of its time, bro. It was it was miles ahead of time. Like the 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 combat system, the abilities, the, the gliding, like the whole the like, boss battles, like, and the whole thing that it's like open world. You're in a Gotham that's like corrupted by separate minds. You're like entering these areas. You, and yeah, the fact that you it, could hear eavesdrop conversations and they would yeah, and you just like like people would miss half the story if they wouldn't just stop to just chill and enjoy mm-hmm. the game what i liked was it was like how it was still open world but it was still like one long night for batman you know what i mean yeah like you know i'm playing far cry 6 yeah right now, i didn't even think about that 5. ever like yeah like i'm playing far cry 6 or 5 but wow it's an open world but i feel like you know, has it been one day, two days, three days, the sun goes down, the sun comes up, the sun goes down, the sun comes up. But in Batman, it's like just, just one, one long ass, bat, like chaotic ass, like torturous ass night for this poor That's guy. <laughs> and what's crazy, bro, Arkham's, oh, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> but the Rajah Ghoul, like storyline in Arkham mm-hmm. City. Rasagul. That's Arabic for head of the demon, in case Ooh. you guys are wondering. Badass, right? Ras means uh, like base. But that's head. so that's crazy. They snuck in like the Tajog what's what's the girl's name? Ta- oh, his like daughter or some shit? I yeah. don't fucking Ta- 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 They snuck like the whole love interest with her in. Mm. Put like Rajagul, killed her off and like that I think I beat that game once, so it's yeah. like I played it multiple times. Yeah. But I think I actually that's beat the one it where once. like that's the one where like Joker's like sick, and he like dies at the end. He mm. turns into this buff ass. Like, yeah, Joker. he like injects Batman. Yeah. He's like, now you have it too, yeah. and it's like if you don't save me, then you die as well. Yeah. Type shit. It's Did you play Arkham Knight? Not yet. How how does it Arkham City? How does it, okay. Arkham City was way better. Arkham okay. Knight does this shit where it's like, all right, now you have the Batmobile, and you're like, oh fuck yes, I have the Batmobile. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, now your Batmobile is a tank, and now there's tank missions. And okay, I'm like, that's whack. but the the worst part is like you're sneaking around in the tank. There's missions where you're in the tank, mm-hmm. but it's like, be quiet because if the other enemies see you then they one shot kill you so it's like you're telling me that i'm a tank but i have to like yeah sneak that's where as fuck yeah i'm in a tank bitch like let me shoot yeah shit. I've, I've had the end <laughs> for me so i'm like so i'm like am hey, yeah yeah it was all right i mean like it looked beautiful how do you feel about gotham nights then are you excited about it or are oh, you like fuck mm-hmm. yes then. if they get what they learn it, it's from, two players right it's two players i think it's players. gonna be i think it's, it's, it's for it's sure co-op. two players yeah it's co-op because like you can pick like Suicide different squads four players that game looks i mean if, we if haven't Suicide's, seen gameplay yeah but, but if, if tomorrow anything, like, no tomorrow movie. they're dropping like whole if they drop like gameplay tomorrow, tomorrow? bro a four because you the last four player game is Marvel Avengers, which is I've heard it's I. whack, right? Whack. Like, I have it right. And here. now they're making you pay. No, don't return that shit, bro. I mean, I got it for free. It's whack. 
It's whack as fuck. And the worst part is that now they just added XP boost. Look at that. I don't even purchasable XP boost, meaning. And they. I I saw something about that. Bro, no, it's. Looking at my thing. But continue. With the cyberpunk too, I see you, bro. (laughs) Have we played Catherine? Continue like. No, I have. That's one of my top games, so I'll okay. bring it up right now. Okay. But. No, I go for it. Bring it up. Should we take a slight research and refill or? If, I feel like we should like but end it and wrap then... up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright, well We could talk for hours, y'all. We could. So but this is just Catherine Game of the Year, next oh. episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say it. But this is just a segue to what we want you guys to expect from this podcast. It's just Two guys just shooting the shit. We're going to have multiple guests. It's going to be hilarious. We're going to have some funny-ass dudes in this bitch. And, like, you guys are going to want to be here. You definitely want to be here. Tune in. Check in. And as we progress, we're going to have, like, more gaming news. More, like, I hope, like, previews and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you know, people coming sure. towards it, like, you know, announcements and shit. We're going to have, like, live shows. End about, of the like, year. Game yeah. awards and mm-hmm. stuff. We just mm-hmm. want you guys. We want this you guys is a to, pilot. like, ex- you know, Catch the vibe. Exactly. Ex- you know, Throw experience video games with us. Mm. Don't take it too serious. Like Just that. enjoy yourselves. You know, experience it with us. Exactly. But we love y'all. Thank you for the support. Who those who do listen to us, and for those who don't, you know, catch another episode. See if maybe you like yeah. the next day's content. As we go, we're gonna get our content weight more like, like um polished. Um, not po- polished. Yeah, polished of course. But like, what are you supposed to wear? What's the word? spherical exactly we're gonna get our (laughs) content more spherical we're gonna have like episode names episode (laughs) themes (laughs) and we're gonna have a podcast name too for now we're just two guys halloween podcast i don't know we'll see you have to you guys deserve it yeah and as we go we might even do streams you know show you Mm. a little what we got you know we we gamers but what do you know about us huh? Mm. Huh, huh nothing yet but i'm sure they would like to know more exactly and on that We'd like to uh, end it with a good night. Ooh. And. You know, you love our voice. Sayonara. And you don't gotta go home, but you can't stay here. Shoo. <laughs> Sheesh. Good night. Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes. Five G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get access. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, with plans starting at just $35 a month and no contract. Plus, get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart and Walmart.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Live from a basement in Dubuque, Iowa. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. 
30 minutes from the Field of Dreams and four hours from the closest professional sports team. It's not a lie if you believe it. On the banks of the Mississippi River. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. It's the Degenerate Sports Betting Show with Matthew Friedman. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. And now your host, Matthew Friedman. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Freeman, Matt F. The Oracle. Welcome to the Degenerate Sports Betting Show brought to you by Best TV and sponsored by the FTN Network, where you can get all the season long and daily fantasy and sports betting content your degenerate heart desires, including my fantasy football write ups and all of my NFL sides, totals, and player props. Use the highly original promo code Friedman for 20% off of your FTN subscription. That is Friedman for 20% off at FTN. Thanks for checking out the show. Subscribe to the Best TV channel on YouTube and rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. All right, it is Thursday afternoon. We have Thursday night football coming on very soon. So in this episode, we are breaking down tonight's game. I'm going to highlight my favorite player prop for Thursday night football, and then we're going to run through a few of my favorite sides for this weekend's NFL slate. All right, let's get into the show. Producer Tom Thomas Viola, Psychic on the Controls, Connoisseur of Pasta, Titan of Tomato Sauce, Billy Joel Junkie, and Long Suffering, although now temporarily triumphant Jets fan. Tom, let's get into it. Thursday Night Football. It's the Cowboys and the Saints tonight in a game that honestly has fluctuated in interest level throughout the season, I'd say. Looked like at the beginning of the season, we said, oh, that, that'll be a good one. Then the Saints started playing terribly, and uh, well, interest probably waned. But now we get Taysom Hill in at quarterback. The Cowboys open five point favorites. The line's now four and a half around town here in Vegas. Total was 48, now 47, 47 and a half. Dallas, they've struggled lately against the spread. They, of course, started out the season seven, maybe eight and O ATS. They're eight and three since that point, six and five to the over. Saints are the same to the over, six and five, but five and six ATS. I don't know. I'm struggling with this one because part of me really just wants to take Dallas and forget about it is that their offense is going to be back to fully healthy. They're going to be able to put up the points. But the Saints defense is still so good. I think my biggest concern is will the Saints be able to match the Cowboys for points with this Taysom Hill offense? So, Tom, I think uh, you did the outline for this last night. The line has moved. It is now six in some places, six and a half at FanDuel and BetMGM. Oh, I, I bet this line gets to seven. To be honest, the, with That's the way that, points. yeah, with the way that it has moved, and so thinking about it hey, at six at six and a half or seven, I'm tempted. I am tempted to take the Saints because of that defense, and also because of Taysom Hill. I think with him, it's an element of not necessarily surprise, but just like something that is different than what the Cowboys have seen to this point in the year. And you know, obviously, no team has seen Taysom Hill in that offense as the starter this season they have last year's tape to go back to but on a short week um i mean granted it's funny because it's not a short week but it's a short week within the context of thinking of Taysom hill as the starter because it really wasn't until monday practicing that you had a really good sense that yes Taysom hill would be the starter this week so I don't know if the Cowboys can really prepare for this game the way that they would have otherwise. And then the Saints do have a very good defense going against a Cowboys offense that has been somewhat inconsistent lately. Although they they are getting back all of their players. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Tyron Smith is playing. So it looks like this should be the full 
Cowboys offense with the exception of Ezekiel Elliott playing but being hampered by an injury. I'm staying away from this right now at the number in the market of six and six and a half. But oh man, if it if it gets to seven, I will be really thinking about it. And if it if it pops to seven and a half at some books, then I really will strongly consider taking the Saints. Right now, I don't have a bet though. How about the total? I mean, I, I just feel like there are two unknown, too many unknowns in this game. It, it makes for bad content to say that we're just staying away, but I just don't. I, I just don't know enough about how this Saints offense is going to look to say are they going to be able to carry their weight towards the total or not. I I'm going to be the donkey and bet the over. <laughs> I've already bet the over. Um, this Cowboys defense, I really I I don't trust it. I know that according to some metrics. It is good. It's number six in expected points added per play, number five in success rate. Those are predictive and important metrics. On paper, the defense looks good, but I think those numbers are deceiving. This Cowboys offense is also number five in most yards per play allowed to opponents. And, you know, we know what the story is here. The Cowboys early on, especially uh, in the first part of the season, they were living on turnover luck. They're number six in turnovers for the season, and they are bottom 10 in explosive play rates allowed. So the Cowboys, they give up the big play, and they are opportunistic at best, but really, I would say just lucky in the turnover department at worst, and luck tends to run out. The Cowboys can be had on defense. We saw that last week when they allowed the Raiders to put up 36 points in Dallas on Thanksgiving. I just, I kind of don't trust this defense and with them not being aware really, or it's not that they're not aware of what that Taysom Hill offense will look like, but they don't have a lot of tape on it, especially with this season in mind. I don't think they've prepared for it fully the way that they would if this were a Sunday to Sunday game. So I do think that Saints offense is going to be able to score more points than we would expect, given that it's probably going to be run heavy. And we do know that the Cowboys can score. Like that's that's just that's known. Even with the Saints defense being very good, I think the Cowboys can put up points against them now that they have all of their players back. Playing in an indoor stadium, Caesar Superdome, I think the Cowboys will put up points. I think the Saints will put up points. I'm betting on the over. I might actually go against you. I that's fine. My, I mean, yeah, you know, my yeah. vision of the, my vision of the game script is that the Saints defense is able to not stifle the Cowboys offense, but make it hard on them. And that when the Saints have the ball, that those are going to be slow grinding drives to make. That I don't see the big play opportunity here for the Saints, and I think that they'll chew up enough of the clock that we might be able to get behind pace and take this total that's relatively high. It's not the highest we've ever seen, but. It's on the slightly higher side, and I think we might see the under. Yeah, I mean, I could certainly see that. And I will say, I bet this at 47 and a half, and it has moved against me. So if you're betting it now, you're betting it at 45 and a half at bet MGM, right? Or 46 across the rest of the industry. So I am probably on the wrong side of this. But I, I just still think that this Cowboys defense is somewhat fraudulent and that we might see even with a run-heavy offense, some chunk plays generated from Taysom Hill and even Mark Ingram running the ball. So that's what I'm leaning into. 
Well, speaking of Mark Ingram, he's your guy that we like on your player prop highlight for the night. Yes, I'm looking at this bet MGM minus 110 over 13 and a half rush attempts. I would say use our prop shop. Be sure to look around across the market because this line has moved at other books. Uh, I believe at Caesars, it's still 13 and a half, but minus 135 right now. So be sure to shop. Alvin Kamara is out. So with that, Mark Ingram, he's practiced this week. He is slated to be the lead back. And again, I think this will be a run heavy offense with Taysom Hill at quarterback. Ingram has 14 and 16 carries in his two games this year without Alvin Kamara. Even if the Saints get behind a little bit, I still think that they will try to run their way back into this game. So Mark Ingram over 13 and a half carries. That is what I'm betting on. Okay, now how about the three games that we like most on the Sunday slate? Let's start off. This is good. It's always a banger of a matchup when the Ravens play the Steelers. And we we have it again here. One of my favorite games to watch. The Steelers, they always get up for this one, even, even this season where they aren't going to be at their best. I mean, they're a dog in this one. They're a four-and-a-half-point dog. Are you taking the Steelers or are you thinking that the Ravens get back from that awful Lamar Jackson performance that they still won last week? Yeah, I feel dirty taking the Steelers, but I I feel like I have to. Of course, uh, I'm going to feel really dirty and sick when this line moves against me and it's like Steelers plus six and uh, I decided to bet on it too early, but I, I am going with the Steelers here. And some of it is just like, uh, maybe it's stupidity, but it's kind of a matter of principle. When the Steelers are underdogs, that is a spot in which I want to be on them, especially with the way that they looked last week. Like, no one, no one wants to be on the Steelers right now. But as underdogs under Mike Tomlin, they're 44-23-3 against the spread. And when they're divisional underdogs, 16-6-2 against the spread. So this is a good spot to be on the Steelers. And I don't think that there is really all that much of a difference between the Steelers and the Ravens. And I I know if you look at the record, there is a difference. The Ravens are technically the number one seed right now. But I don't think there's that much of a difference. If you look at offensive expected points added, the Ravens are number 18. The Steelers are number 24. Defensive EPA, the Ravens are 17. The Steelers are 20. There's not that much of a gap between these two teams. The Ravens are better. Like they are certainly better, but I don't think on the road, they are four and a half points better. And Tomlin is 14 and seven against the spread as an underdog after a loss. Like this is just a good spot for the Steelers at more than a field goal. I will be taking them. I could see it. I, I think that that I think that that might be the move. I'm curious where the line is going to move on that, because I I'm not so sure that it moves against you here in this one. I mean, it doesn't move to three. Yeah, I know that you know, like if it moves down, it moves to three and a half, and it settles there. Um, but I think there's a better chance of it moving to six than moving to three. You know what I mean? I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. The next game up is San Francisco at Seattle, and you are going with the Niners minus the three points here in this one. 
mm, I hate it. I, I'll just say this week, there are a lot of totals that I like, and you can find those in the FTN bets tracker. Not a lot of spreads that I like, but this is one that I'm betting on. I hate betting on the 49ers as favorites. I just, I absolutely hate it. Head coach Kyle Shanahan is 13, 22 and one against the spread when he is laying points, but the Seahawks look dead when quarterback Russell Wilson or with him, they are two and six against the spread. And since he returned from his finger injury after the week nine by he is number 24 in the league in composite EPA and completion percentage over expectation. The team is 0-3, 0-3 against the spread. They have underperformed the spread by 11.2 points per game. So it's not as if they've underperformed the spread, but these have been close games. They haven't been even close to covering in any of these games. And you compare that to the 49ers, who are surging. Since returning from the week six by quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, as underwhelming as he is, as underwhelming as he seems, Jimmy Garoppolo is number three in composite EPA and completion percentage over expectation since returning from the bye. It's not an insignificant sample. And he has a great matchup against the Seahawks, who are number 32 in defensive dropback success rate. Disparage Jimmy Garoppolo all you want. I, I don't have a problem with it. But the numbers show that within this system, doing what he is asked to do, he is doing it well. He is doing what he is asked to do better than almost any other quarterback right now is being asked to do whatever it is that they do, right? He's not doing a lot, but whatever he is doing, he's doing it well enough. And the 49ers, since the week six by, they're number two in the league with a 51.7% rush rate. Ordinarily, I think it's suboptimal for teams to funnel their offenses through the running backs, but lead back Elijah Mitchell is an explosive player, 4.8 yards per carry, 7.2 yards per target, and the Seahawks are number one in most scrimmage yards allowed to running backs. So it's a good matchup for Jimmy Garoppolo and is a good matchup for Elijah Mitchell. I mean, I have to be on the 49ers in this spot just given how lifeless the Seahawks have looked to this point in the season and the Seahawks coming off of short rest. So just another reason to be a little more enthusiastic. And this number is minus three, minus 120 at Caesars. It's minus three and a half across the industry. I'm less enthusiastic on it at minus three and a half, but I am willing to pay that little extra juice to get it at minus three. I hate this game because everything, everything about it says bet the Seahawks. You, you've got, like you said, Shanahan's abysmal home favorite record. You've got the fact that it's a divisional game. There's going to be that juice for both teams to get, like the Seahawks are going to want to get up and play this game. Everything about it says take them, except for the fact that you cannot look at the Seahawks team right now and say, I like this team. You, there is nothing to like about them. I, yeah. I don't know if they actually do get up after that brutal loss last week. But I also hate betting on the 49ers. Yeah. I think I'm going to take it. I just hate doing it. I'm right there with you. I Yeah. I Everything you said is right. Like yeah. I hate betting on the 49ers 
that just in terms of the spot, like the macro spot, you would be inclined to bet on the Seahawks. They just look so horrible. And I'll just say this is anecdotal, but like as a Jets fan, you will understand what I'm talking about. Although it often feels like divisional matchups are very close and decided by a field goal, there is nothing like a divisional opponent to destroy you at the end of the season when you have shown that you are already dead. Like familiar. That like that happens. And it feels like this is the spot where it's going to happen. Like the Seahawks have been dead for three weeks. And then this is the spot where the 49ers set their corpse on fire. My One of my best friends is a 49ers fan. And he was already looking ahead to this week. And he went, oh, we are going to lose this game. Like, because just as much as that is true, it is also so true that the Seahawks love to just roll in, pull out some BS and win a game to completely derail the 49ers playoff hopes. Yeah, I you know, I could see either one happening. I just I I want to be against the Seahawks in this spot because I think that they are really bad on both sides of the ball. Like horrendously bad on both sides of the ball. I I have to agree with you. Based on everything we've seen, that is the play. Yeah. The third game you have is the Broncos at the Chiefs. The Broncos nine and a half point dogs and that is just too many points. You are taking the Broncos to survive in Kansas City. Yeah, I really wish this number were 10. I mean, that's an obvious statement. Um, I, I would like it much more, but I like it enough at nine and a half. We get the narrative of Andy Reid coming off of a bye. And it's not that that is unwarranted. He does have the reputation of being a miracle worker with an extra week to prepare. But the Chiefs are just four and four against the spread off of the bye in the regular season with Andy Reid. If you extend that into the postseason, seven and seven against the spread off of the bye. The market knows that Andy Reid is good off of the bye, and it has adjusted to it, incorporated it, accounted for it within the lines that we now see. But I don't think that the market appreciates the Broncos. On offense, quarterback Teddy Bridgewater is number two in composite EPA and completion percentage for the season. Even if you're thinking of this, you know, we just talked about this metric with Jimmy Garoppolo. Even if you think that this means that, okay, Teddy Bridgewater isn't doing a lot. He's just doing enough. That's fine. Whatever he's asked to do, he's doing it very well within the system. He's playing the best football of his career. And on defense, the Broncos are number nine in overall and drop back EPA per play. They don't have Von Miller. They're missing some linebackers. This is still a pretty good defense, especially with Bradley Chubb returning to help that defensive line. They have strong recent wins on their record, 30 to 16 over the Cowboys on the road. And that game wasn't as close as the final score suggests. And and that was in week nine, and then 28 to 13 with a home victory over the Chargers last week. You know, this this Broncos team, we talked about it on the power ranking show a couple of days ago. They can be inconsistent. They can, you know, kind of be streaky. I think they are in relatively good form right now, and they're going against a Chiefs team that is 12 and 18 against the spread since last year, two and six against the spread in division since last year. They are not anywhere close to peak form right now. And with Bridgewater, 
This is his personal smash bot. As a road underdog for his career, he is 20 and 3. 20, 20 and 3 against the spread. Again, as a road dog for his career. Wherever he has been, he has consistently been underappreciated in his ability not to make mistakes. That has been underappreciated, especially when he has been a road underdog. I just think the market routinely undervalues Teddy Bridgewater's steadiness. And this year, road dogs in particular are 64-40-1 against the spread. Now, Bridgewater, he exited last week with a tibia injury, but he returned to the game, he finished the game, and he practiced fully on Wednesday. So he should be good to go this weekend with Bridgewater out there. I didn't bet this right away on Sunday night because I wasn't sure what the situation would be with Bridgewater's injury. But with him practicing fully on Wednesday, I am on board with Bridgewater and the Broncos for this game at plus nine and a half. I might end up taking some Broncos money line. Not a ton, not even a full unit, but like sprinkle some money line. Mm-hmm. Is what they did to the Chargers last week was really impressive to me. Yeah. Yes, the Chargers have been streakily inconsistent, but I, I, I like what this Broncos team is doing. I think a lot of people are still sleeping on them here. You can run on the Chiefs. Yeah. And and it's very much like the Chargers in that way. So you can run on the Chiefs. That is the type of offense that the Broncos have. You know, with Javante Williams, with Melvin Gordon, they would be very happy to play a ball control type of offense to stay on schedule and then to let Teddy Bridgewater on second and short, third and short, whatever, make his make his plays and continue to be efficient, if not, you know, outstandingly productive. That is the type of game that I think the Broncos want to play, and that gives them a chance to to cover at nine and a half. I completely agree with you. And on defense, they've been so stout, even after trading Von Miller, turns out that was actually a pretty good move for them. And Patrick Sertan's a dude. Yeah. Like, he's going to be good in the NFL for a long time. Yeah, I mean, probably would still rather have Justin Fields if, you know, if we're thinking about it. But he's been good. He has been good within that offense. And they they do have good depth within that secondary. But yeah, he he is emerging as a very good cover corner as a rookie, which is phenomenal because most rookies don't have that. Yeah. I still want to know the inside story of did they actually did they really think that they were getting Aaron Rodgers? Like, is that why? Or was Sertan the guy all the way? I want to know that answer. Mm. It's hard to know. I mean, because with Vic Fangio, he is that defensive-minded head coach. He does want cornerbacks. Um, and, you know, there were rumors that J.C. Horn was the guy that they were going after. And if he had been there, they would have gone with him instead of Sertan. Um, so that they were kind of looking cornerback either way. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's I, I do want to know. That would be interesting to know. All right, Matt, that is going to do it for us. Those are our favorite games of the Sunday slate and some Thursday night football betting. Best of luck to everyone on the games tonight. Uh, Real quick before we get out of here, you mind if I plug the show that I'm recording right after this one? Go for it. Uh, If you like soccer, we are officially doing a soccer pod for FTN. It's called Betting the High Line. I'll throw the link down in the video description below. Uh, It's myself and my buddy Taylor Wilson. It's a podcast we used to be doing before I came over to the network and I'm very excited to be starting it back up. So if you like betting on the beautiful game, 
give us a follow and check it out. Tom, uh, I will ask you a couple follow-up questions here. Yep. What um, what league do you feel that you are the best at evaluating? Because I'll say, you know, at, at my time at Action Network, I I would read the articles there and uh, you know follow along to see how some of the guys did betting. And some of the guys who were great at soccer were fantastic in certain leagues and utter trash in <laughs> in other leagues. And I, you know, I don't think like their approach changed or anything like they were very numbers driven, you know, like doing everything with their models, with their spreadsheets. So I was, you know, kind of always curious about like, why is it that this guy like consistently is so good in this league and so bad in this other league? Is there a league or a couple of leagues that you feel you really have an edge? Um, I definitely think the premier league is the league that I kind of know best, but the problem is that enough people know it best that it is a more efficient market. Mm-hmm. But I, the reason that some of those, the reason that that happens where some guys will succeed in some leagues and not others is because sometimes with those models, it do, it's not a one-to-one translation. Like the game in the premier league is drastically, diff, drastically different than the game in Spain or Italy or Germany. And the same models won't necessarily work or give you the right answers there. The other thing is those other leagues, you, the lines are a little bit looser. The market isn't quite as efficient and you, you can get a little more of an edge. Mm-hmm. And I also personally love betting MLS, which is, mm-hmm. I, I actually have sat down with a couple former players and I, I said this and one of them just turns to me and goes, you, you actually bet on this league and it's fun. And you can, you can make money by taking some of these lines, like a couple, a couple weeks ago here on the show, I said, Hey, this team's at four to one. I think that they have a real good shot to win this game. And sure enough, they did go out and win it. Like you can hit on more of those underdogs because it is such a loose market and it is such an unpredictable league. It's a little bit like playing roulette, to be honest. You had me all the way until roulette. <laughs> it really is though. That's, that's, that's my equivalent for it. I'm like, if you're betting on this league, you are betting on some random outcomes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, hopefully random outcomes that aren't skewed towards the house though. That's right. Yeah. That'd be the one thing. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about that league is that they heavily overvalue brand name teams at home, mm-hmm. regardless of whether they're actually good or not. Like LAFC were heavy favorites in a lot of home games this year, despite the fact that they didn't end up being a playoff team, but the market just never caught up to the fact that they weren't all that good. And so you could hit on some two to one, three to one dogs against them. Beautiful. All right. I, I like that. Everyone be sure to check out that podcast. All right. Where can people find all the great work you're putting out each and every day, Matt? You can find the content at FTN on Friday. I published the fantasy football breakdown on Thursday, the best bets article, which I have submitted to the editors, probably going to be posted pretty soon on Tuesday, the fantasy football rankings, which I update on Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm going to update those pretty soon after uh, we get the show done with all throughout the week in the FTN Best Tracker, I'm loading in my NFL size totals and player props. And on Twitter, YouTube, your favorite podcast app, and on FTN, you can get daily episodes of the Freedman Fantasy Football Show and the Degenerate Sports Betting Show. And always use the highly original promo code Freedman for 20% off at FTN. All right, that is the show. You can find me and Tommy V on Twitter at Matt F. The Oracle and TV at work. Thanks for joining us and see you next episode. Uh. 
I love your vacation home. How much time do you spend here? As much as we want. And when we're not using it, we rent it out. Our amazing team cares for and markets it on all the major booking sites. What team does all that? Vacasa. They manage everything, and I see it all on my phone. Plus, they've been earning us over 20% more after I switched from my last property manager. Your vacation home earns you that much? It's not a vacation home. It's a Vacasa home. Get your free vacation income estimate to see how much your vacation home can earn you. Call 800-544-0300 or visit vacasa.com. At Georgia Power, we're investing in infrastructure to ensure a more resilient power grid, creating a balanced mix of hydro, solar, and nuclear energy, all while installing high-speed EV charging stations across the state and keeping your bill well below the national average. Because we know that the carbon-free energy Georgia needs to prosper tomorrow will come from the tireless energy we put in our communities today. Georgia Power. Powering tomorrow. Today. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.